Basic is a slow fashion shop based in downtown Birmingham. Their team sources ethically made clothing from indie designers working within transparent supply chains, and the folks who made the items they stock were paid a living wage for their labor. As a human-centric brand focuses on fostering progress and inclusivity in the Deep South, their clothing and their content are intended to educate, elevate, and engage. They believe that business can and should be better. So, with the help of their customers, they get $5 of every sale to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Human Rights Watch. You can shop basic at abasicshop.com and use our coupon code SHEWELLRED20 for 20% off your purchase. That's SHEWELLRED20 at checkout. We're going to we're going to chit chat 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 chit chat recording. <laughs> we're going to call it a a chit chat a chit chat 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 chit chat 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 question mark chat chat well, Chit, welcome back to another episode of She Well Red. Um, hey guys, welcome back. We in it, we in this we, thing. I feel like we've we been are. recording for quite some time at this point. To be exact, we've been recording for an hour and thirty-five minutes. Yeah, we're not we're not just in it. We're like deep in it. Okay. We're like in the thick of it times 100. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm starting to hallucinate. So what goes on in this episode, I cannot predict. Stays in this, <laughs> stays in this episode. This um, so yeah, Sam's, how's your day? How is work and all of that? It's been pretty all over the place. I feel like um, I had to work in the office today, so it was just not my normal routine. And, you know, it was a little bit of a different, different experience not being work from home today. I don't know how I feel about how I feel about it. I haven't worked in the office for like a year, so I can't imagine how those vibes were like walking back into work. Yeah, it's a lot of empty vibes, um, a lot of dead plants, a lot of (laughs) plants. The plants are dead. I'm telling you, they... (laughs) nobody I don't think the thing is like no one thought obviously nobody thought it would last this long but here we are literally a whole year later yeah no it was really crazy there was like an open like um kind of like a one of those sticky note calendars that does the day like every day is something new like a quote or Mm -hmm. something funny um it was it was like on March 17th 2020 and it was really eerie like looking at that and it being today is um march 4th 2021 so it's been literally almost a year that's crazy since we went home and no one came back quarantine anniversary period uh i hate to see it but what about you how is work Work was good. Work's been really, really busy, especially since your girl getting a promotion. Oh, hell yeah. So They're making you work for it, huh? Right. (laughs) Yep. I'm putting in the work. Okay. Love to see it. 
You do. And it actually, like, I actually like being busy at work. Like, I like feeling like I have something to do. So, like, I really don't mind it. Because it also makes the day go by faster. I totally agree. You know, when you look up at the clock and, you know, hours have gone by because you've just been in the zone or whatever, nothing better. Yeah, for real. And, like, especially, like, daylight savings time is going to end soon, I think. I think on the 14th. And so we're going to lose an hour. Ugh, damn. I hate that. Yeah, so the day's actually going to go by even faster because of that. Well, that's true. The good thing is, like, days will get longer. Like, today I walked out of work, and it was still sunny outside, kind of, you know, like, a little, obviously, like, a little cloudy, because it's, what, five, whatever, but, yeah, like, there's just something about walking outside and your day not being over or feeling like it's over because it's pitch black outside that just puts me in a better mood yeah definitely a mood booster for sure like I feel like on the days when it's sunny it's when I get my best work done because I don't know it just like it literally brightens my day it makes me be in a good mood and I just you know I don't know I work better in those conditions Right, right. A gloomy day, it's not it. It's not it. I just want to nap. And I know you feel me. Oh, you know I feel you. (laughs) Your girl (laughs) loves a good nap. She's a Taurus, y'all. She loves to nap. Mm -hmm. I don't know what being a Taurus got to do with that, but yup. Yes, ma'am. You heard it here first. Tauruses like to sleep. Good to know, I guess. You wouldn't use Taurus. Tori. You and your zodiac, Tori. I don't know. I don't know. I have to take that to um, someone who knows more than me. I'm weak, but this is this is not what y'all are here for. But you know, we just wanted to you know ease on in to today. We're discussing what chapter are we on? Where are we chapter? at? Chapter seven. seven? Seven, chapter seven. I am not my hair. Yes. Okay, guys. I listened to that song for the first time because of this book. And Alana, <laughs> she was like, How have you not heard this? <laughs> Girl, where really were you? Don't, I don't understand. I wish I had found it sooner, but you know, I really was obsessed with it. It was on my on repeat playlist on Spotify because I was just singing along i was jamming man i was like yes amen but but like i appreciate those little like playlists on spotify like my repeat playlist my pass re like pass repeat playlist my oh, yeah. time pass playlist. Mm-hmm. they be slapping because it's like it takes you to a different time right when i used to listen to this song over and over again right girl tell me so. why i don't even have the book open yet we really we did get it together. <laughs> We're easing it. Because I was just about <laughs> to ask you, so Sam's read that quote. Ooh, you know I want to. I really like before, because we tried to do this yesterday, y'all. We really did. We had a whole plan. I don't, I don't even want to talk about schedule. it. Schedule. We won't even go there. But anyway. I wanted to read this quote because I was looking at it last night and I'm glad the time has finally arrived. Here we are. Here we are. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm looking at chapter eight, girl. Hold on. I was like, we're not on the right place. Okay. 
I don't know if y'all can hear me flipping, but I made it. Okay, chapter seven's quote is, as a black woman, the decision to love yourself just as you are is a radical act. Bethany um, Epiphany J. Bryant. Okay, so I think that's really beautiful. Like, (laughs) growing up, like, you don't see, like, I don't know. You don't see many instances, even in movies and media and stuff, of black women just being able to just love themselves and that's it. Like, there's, I feel like there's always some type of like struggle, form of oppression that we are always seeing that's tied into black women's stories. So, just literally just loving yourself as you are is radical in that sense. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking off of what you just said. But basically, Elaine, we're going to get into this later in the chapter, but she kind of, you know, but okay, here's the thing. Hmm. We talk about, you know, the the real the issue, one of the main one of the main issues, I'm not going to say the real issue, is colorism. Because a lo- hmm. most of the time when it's a light-skinned hmm. black girl, she gets the better story than the dark-skinned black girl. It's really the dark-skinned black girl with the struggle. But then the deeper issue is that dark-skinned black women do not get cast in roles as they should or as many roles as they should as light-skinned yeah. women. So I feel like from this mm, quote, like, you know, as a, yeah, like as a black woman, the decision to love yourself is a radical act. And I think that, and you know, I'm not a dark, I'm not dark skin, so I can't speak directly to it, but I feel like this, this, this is a good point for, you know, that movement. Like this, it's a radical act for me to love myself because it seems as if everybody else doesn't and thinks I'm ugly. Like my skin is ugly because it's darker than everyone else's when, not the case at all beautiful all black is beautiful um which i know i'm going on a rant right now that we'll probably get deeper into the episode but yeah no i'm glad you said that and honestly like i don't have a pen with me but if i did i would insert as a dark-skinned black woman because you're low-key right i mean not low-key you are 100 percent right and <laughs> it doesn't I mean, when we say black women, obviously, obviously, light skin, dark skin, love yourself, right. and, there's, and it's radical. Right, there's different, right, it's different, like, you know, historically, but, but, black has been seen as ugly, yes, but I, just, I think I was just going deeper, like, you're, no, I think you're even within say. the black community, like, yes, you're told as a light skin black woman to love yourself, but how many times as a... How many times is dark skin celebrated? Now, more, but like still not enough. And when I was growing up, very like, like rare instances, was there a dark skin black girl on the TV? Like, you know, and it's frustrating looking back, but, um, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought that up because real talk. Yeah, for sure. It's like but different types gonna... of black beauty. Yeah, we're, we don't have to. Yes. We're get, we're going there. We're going there. We're going. We're get, we're getting there. We're getting ahead of ourselves per usual. I know. It's almost like I shouldn't have read the chapter. 
it's almost like I shouldn't know what's about to happen next and this should all be happening in real time. <laughs> right. I want to live Elaine's story. I really want to be there. Yeah. Um, so we start off and Elaine starting her fall semester of her second year of college. She's taking this course, which I thought was awesome. It's called Introduction to Rhetorical Criticism, which I was like, man, if that was a class, I probably would have taken it. I wish I had had more time in my college schedule for like electives like this, because yeah, it's feeling philosophical. It's feeling all the things, all the things it's feeling. Right, but I was gonna say like was... English focus, literature focus, but yes, yeah. yes, like she has this awesome professor in this class. Mm-hmm. And the course was designed to critique and process the flood of messages in mass media. And that's when I was like, I already have my first point right there. Because even like, you know, Elaine's older than us. She's still young and beautiful, obviously, but she's older than us so I think she went to college in like the 90s and so even back then before social media even blew up or anything like there was still this kind of recognition that mass media really does Mm -hmm. kind of influence how we act how we behave how we think how like it just it's a big influencer and it only grew with the rise of social media that's such a good point yeah i mean since that since the 50s whatever since people had tvs in their homes like media was being thrown at us and it's only increased since then right like it hasn't slowed down whatsoever so elaine like like you were saying elaine gets to this class and it's a professor who looks like her and it Mm. was rare um, for her to have a teacher this youthful and like she says cool looking and you know she's all excited she starts going to her office hours and she finds that they have a lot in common yeah I thought that was so dope um, she her her teacher has a black mom and a white dad and <laughs> Elaine talks about how rare it was to find someone that could relate to her in that sense because she said that um you know from what she had grown up around a lot of the times it was flipped and it was always she would have a friend with a black dad and a white mom but never the other way around and it just like she felt seen when she met this professor and like you said, Lana, she was cool. She was young. She was really progressive, more progressive than anyone she had met um, thus far and like just made a huge impact. Right. And it's in this class that they have this assignment. According to the syllabus, rhetoric was defined as artistically created persuasion that is aimed to shape hearts and minds on topics of social importance. And so the class was designed to introduce techniques and strategies for analyzing those messages of persuasion and so she says on the first day of class they were assigned a 25 page paper which i was like oh my gosh take me back and now that i'm about to be in grad school that's gonna be me but anywho um 
<laughs> they were assigned to write this paper that would explore the impact of messages embedded within a piece of cultural text. So what Elaine decided to do, she chose the song I Am Not My Hair by India Ari, which if you have not heard that song, you should go listen to it right away. Pause this episode, go listen to it, and then come back. Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. Yeah, it made my day, seriously. Yeah, I think because the lyrics are like the more and more, because I've heard this song before, but I was younger when I heard it. So I wasn't really processing the lyrics or the messages of the song. You know, like kind of when you listen to a song enough, you really start to understand the deeper meanings behind it. And so when you when you texted me about the song, I started, I went to go listen to it again. And it just, it's it's amazing. I love this song so much. No, yeah, it tells a whole story. And India Ari, I didn't even, I'm really upset that I didn't know about her in her prime because I would have been at all the concerts screaming her name, biggest fan. Um, is she still making music? Do you know? I'm not really sure. I want to say yes, but I don't know. I'm going to look into it. I'll keep you posted. Please do. So she names this, like she calls this professor M. Foss. And so throughout the semester, we're on 79 if you're keeping up with us. Throughout the semester, she's deep diving into this song and she learns new ways to see, synthesize, analyze and express her take on the racial and gender disparities she was experiencing in more pronounced ways than ever before. And so, you know, for she she goes even deeper. For generations, we have been inundated in. No, oh, I always say this wrong. And did I say that right? Inundated. Yeah. Okay, inundated with messages demanding that we view beauty and femininity through Eurocentric lens. And so, Indiari's existence in pop culture challenged all of that. She had dark skin, dreadlocks. She wore head wraps, and you know, she just kind of like came and changed the scene and just was reshaping the way that mainstream media viewed you know a person like her and she was just like unlike any other ordinary american pop star and she so you know the some of the lyrics that elaine lists out she's like i am not my hair i am not my skin i am not your expectations mm. and so her like she kind of lays the groundwork for this whole movement in one song yeah, I mean, obviously the movement, you know, was before and will continue to be on, you know, for till the end of time until people accept and, you know, recognize the beauty of Black people. We will continue to <laughs> broadcast it. Um, but yeah, like hearing that in a pop space is really different. And I think as 
a black woman totally rare um and the more of it that I see the happier I am and I think even now like very heavy emphasis on like light skin um like even just blackness itself like I feel like it's being ripped off you know by white artists and like I don't know blackness influencers yeah it's become blackness has become kind of cool over time um between when Elaine was growing up and when we're growing up or I guess when you know people like your younger sisters are growing up um blackness is especially in like the music and entertainment industry like it sells and it makes money and I think that because of you know social media and things like that it's become so accessible to everyone that they want to copy it and you know there are some things that have been deemed as you know ghetto or unprofessional um in the case of black women wearing or doing things when it comes to their career or the way they dress or the way they act or sound and the scary part to me is that when when there's someone who isn't black that's doing the same things it's it's like picked up on as trendy or just I just feel like blackness is almost being like monopolized by you know it's like the culture is just so ingrained it's so true to the struggle of black people and you know there's a history to the things that are black culture and you know when you don't understand the history and and you you just don't see it you don't see it for anything other than like it's a cool trend I don't know it's almost like we're missing the importance I don't know no it's just like no it's not celebrated when a black girl does it but it's celebrated when a white person white girl whoever does it you know what I mean Right. No, I could think of an, a million examples. Like as you were talking, I was like, yeah, like having braids or dreadlocks or having long acrylic nails or even down to having a big butt. Like that mm-hmm. didn't like having a big butt wasn't always a good thing. Like it was like, Truly. oh, you're fat. True. But now it's, it's like, oh, you thick because because like you said, it became cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a whole it's it's a whole big issue and just like I don't know, I feel like black culture isn't appreciated like it should be. Like I know we just had Black History Month and there's just, you know, that performative activism that you see from a lot of brands and from a lot of influencers and people. It's like, don't just celebrate my blackness during Black History Month. Celebrate my blackness all year round. Yes, 100%. And celebrate all types of blackness not just types that you're comfortable with or that you see represented in the media um you know celebrate each individual black person for who they are as a black person right exactly my black like all black is beautiful my black is beautiful your black is beautiful like just i don't know just i don't i don't even know it's not easy and i i think that that's why Elaine was taking a whole class on it and why you can major in African American studies. studies. Uh, yeah, there, it's a huge, it's such a deep issue and it's so ingrained into our society that people ignore it almost. It's just part of our 
like you said, like we talk about it during Black History Month and we box it in and, you know, this is your month and we're going to talk about slavery and yeah, we don't, we don't talk about the Eurocentric lens that beauty is viewed through in our culture, in Western society. Like there's so many facets of blackness that aren't talked about in in schools you know which is like really the only place where black history month is kind of like really taught um versus right besides besides in the household right right i mean (laughs) depending on the household like you know what i mean right right there's actually in private schools, some private schools, there was some news, some news. I don't even know what yes. school you saw. It was, yes, it was in like Utah or something where children could opt out of Black History Month. Yeah, so this is what like where the world has come to. It's like we don't, we literally do not want our children to know <laughs> about the Black history that, you know, is literally a part of built this country. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for free. It's really insane. It's truly insane. And it's not It's not Black History Month. It's Black History Year forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Period. And like, even the arguments they were trying to do for like why those kids like could opt, their parents could opt them out of celebrating Black History Month. It, it was just ridiculous. Like, it's racist. That's it. Period. Point blank. It's racist. Mm. And it's being racist without trying for you to seem like you're a racist. Being like, oh, that's not racist. Like, we celebrate all cultures and da 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 da. But it's like, okay, then why can't you celebrate this month dedicated to black culture? What's the problem? <laughs> What's not clicking? What's not clicking? <laughs> we said that was our phrase of 2020, but let's just, let's just, just maybe it's a whole decade phrase. You know what I mean? Gosh, it really might be like what's what is not clicking? That's gonna be the that's gonna be the name of this episode. What's not clicking? Okay, write it down, girl. Maybe we'll put it on a (laughs) maybe we'll put it on a t shirt. Oh my gosh, wait, that's it. That's the one. What's not clicking? (laughs) Oh lord, this is why you have to stay well read. Another reason why to stay well read. Just another one. Um, but back to the book. Uh, no yeah i think this all goes along with it because honestly it does it does like she was having this awakening within this class like her researching um what she said what she's saying like generations of this eurocentric lens has done to our culture you know she's starting to understand that even she has privilege as a light-skinned black woman who's biracial in America. She benefited from an inherently racist hierarchy that favored those beauty standards. And, you know, I can attest to that too. I'm a light-skinned black girl with good hair. Like, I've been told that my whole life. Quote-unquote, good hair. Which, what does that mean? Like, that I don't, like, NDRE said, does it mean I don't look like, is that, does it mean I don't look like a slave? Is that what, is that what you're saying by good hair? And that, like, if I have 4C, like, tight curls, like, that's not cute. Like, what are, you know, all these things that people say off the cuff and they don't think, uh, you know, twice about 
but it it all goes to reinforce these beauty standards um, that unfortunately continue to run prevalent today. Uh, but yeah, so so <laughs> honestly, I kind of related to um, to Elaine in this because I, you know, having black friends for the first time in my life and being surrounded by black culture and and um, watching black greek life and just like being more immersed in the black experience you could say it made me just super super hype about everything black i feel like and you know i love i'm such a antagonist in the sense that i will i love to bring up politics in in the most random scenarios like i don't even care (laughs) and i you know what's up yeah that like when we get to this next part of the chapter that's exactly what i thought about i was like this sounds like something samra would do Um, oh a hundred percent am i skipping am i skipping ahead no, but you you just like mentioned something I was gonna mention later already. So, but no. keep going. Sorry. No, no, you're good. On God, that was. I mean, <laughs> I'm just. I love to be confrontational, and if I'm passionate about something, like I will talk your ear off about it. And me in college, that was just on ten because college is like this beautiful. At least going to UAB, which is not the University of Alabama, but the one at Birmingham, and. You know, we're a pretty diverse bunch, uh, very progressive in the heart of Birmingham, Alabama, which is just really unusual. But if you live in Alabama, it makes sense. We're like the only, I mean, not the only, but we're we're pretty much the heart of <laughs> of Alabama when it comes period. to like, when it comes to period, just period. Uh, right. Yeah, you and if anyone in Alabama wants to come for me, they can. But that's just. I'm going to go on the record saying that. Um, <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I was learning so much. I was learning so much every day about different cultures, about my LGBTQ friends and family. Like I just growing up in Hoover, being extremely religious, growing up and going to church every Sunday in the deep South, in a pretty traditional family, like I was sheltered. I I don't want to say that I was ignorant or that I was because I didn't know I was I was racist in any way or like, you know, I was pretty open to everything, but I just didn't know so much that in college I was learning a lot about just our society. I mean, that's what college does, right? It opens your eyes no, to, yeah. to the world. That's what and, college you know, is. And that's what college is. And that's why I loved it, it so much. It was such a good experience. <laughs> but, it was. And like relating to your experience, like I yeah. came into college with kind of the same thing. Like I had been pretty sheltered most of my life. Like, like I said, like I knew some things, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And I learned so much in college. Like, for example, my freshman roommate, she was an atheist and a lesbian. So like, me coming from this sheltered life and da, 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 not really knowing things and like I don't know like just not being exposed to certain things like like you said like I was open but it was just brand new mm-hmm. and so 
like she was really cool like she was a really nice person but like I'm not even gonna lie it freaked me out at first just because I just didn't know what to do and I think just like I learned a lot from her and I learned again a lot from my college experience and doing my own research but you know college when you first get there like if you do there's some things you don't know and you learn it in college it's it's a sometimes it's a rude awakening (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, because you're going to learn it firsthand. Right, like there's no sheltered lens you're about to learn this through. Like this is raw, raw. Yeah, all the awkwardness, the tension, everything. But it's all good learning. Like it's the best learning experience you can have. Right, yeah, for sure. And so going back to the book, if you're following along with us, we've reached page 80. And... Elaine's telling us about her 21st birthday party, which I was like, LOL, this like, it brought me back to college because she talks about how it was her and her friend's birthday and it was going to be a joint birthday party. And it was like, bring your own bottle. They had party cups, red plastic cups from Dollar Tree. They had these white tube dresses from Forever 21 for $19. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't shopped or been at Forever 21 in I don't know how long. Um, but I mean, it was a staple for it was that random college party on Saturday night. Right. And then she talks about how they flooded the kitchen with cheap liquor, Mad Dog 2020, and 40 ounce bottles. I don't even know old English. I haven't even, I've never had that. And shots of Jose Cuervo. Gotta and love it. I mean, it sounds disgusting, <laughs> but that's college. <laughs> that's college. You drink what you can get. And so she says by 2 a.m., most people had moved on to the next party. And I was like, accurate. And those people who were left behind had too much to drink or were hoping to get lucky or both. And so she said, and so she's in this small co-ed group. They're packed in like sardines. And there's one football player named Tyson who keeps trying to get her attention by like licking his lips and like look. And I was like, ew, oh my gosh. Like, oh, I hate when dudes do that. I feel so violated. Like, please stop looking at me like a piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so she says from since her first breakup with First Love, which if you don't know who First Love is, go listen to our episode about Ride or Die. I think it was chapter five, meaning that was episode six, I believe. Go listen to it because that story, whoo, chow. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho. Anyways. <laughs> right. Oh Alright, so she had her guard up when it came to guys, uh, and her attitude was very, oh, you like me? Really? Why? You don't even know me. Boy, bye. And I was like, that's me. That's hilarious. Prove it to me. (laughs) Right, prove it. And then she says, the truth is my reluctance to dip into the dating scene in Sacramento was bigger than the breakup. So she was going through her own awakening, like Samara, you mentioned earlier, and the work she was doing in Emphasis class and her um, dating experiences. And she was irked by the longstanding trend of black men pursuing women with lighter skin. Um, and so she just, she, it was something she couldn't ignore anymore. And she says, you know, if my, she often wondered if my skin was darker, if my hair was shorter or more coarse, would these same guys be trying to talk to me, the guys that are at this party? And um, so then that night at the party, NDI reads, I am not my hair. The music, the music video came on the TV and she got so excited. She's like, this is my song. I love NDI And Tyson says, and excuse the language, 
yo that bitch is ugly and i said oh my gosh hate to see it right why are we hating on women come on come on and <laughs> but but elaine was ready she was ready he messed with the wrong one that night uh, true she says she'd been studying her <laughs> whole semester for this moment for this moment right here and so she says ugly wow what about her is ugly i want you to break that down for me and (laughs) she's like that michael jackson meme not mike michael jordan meme and i took that personally (laughs) when he said when he said that bitch is ugly she said and i took that personally Yes, she did. She really did. And so he said she needs to do something with that nappy ass hair. Mm. And she took a look around the room with like all the other men nodding in agreement. And she goes, really? How would you describe your hair if you didn't shave it off? And he said, yo, my shit nappy as fuck. And he said, can't have my girl out here with hair nappier than mine. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this conversation. So then she says, wow. Oh, so that's why all of you date white girls. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. She said, calling out the contradiction. And she said, how does it feel to hate yourself? She went in. He was going in, but I'm here for it. But truly, like when you trace it all the way back to the root, that's really what it comes down to is you're hating on your own kind. Right. Like you're hating on your Therefore, own Therefore, yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you're, right. And the way she brought her, she brought his, this man's mom into this conversation next. Like, right. Like she went and she even says, I went for the jugular. She was like, he was, she asked like, what does your mom look like? And they were like, damn. But like, but like really, really dissect that for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but of course, these were college football dudes who weren't taking her or this conversation seriously. So, yeah, you kind of do have to. That's something that I learned as well. You know, getting mad and really heated about something just because you're heated doesn't mean everyone else is obligated to also like match your energy, especially because. <laughs> This is at the end of a long night, like it's 2 a.m. And she's trying to have this whole, like, just because she's having an awakening, it does, not everyone else is going through that same experience. In the mood for something sweet? Then go visit Jolly Cakes at any of their pop-up shops. They offer cupcakes, popcorn, cookies, and cakes in a variety of yummy assortments. They are always out and about in the city during the week and on weekends. To locate them, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Jolly Cakes. Be sure to tell them She Well Red sent you to get a free cookie with your purchase. Right. Yeah. And so we're going on to page 84. We're kind of switching gears here. And she talks about how... Um, one of her aunt's daughters uh, was a, worked as a publicist at an entertainment PR firm in LA, and she hooked her up with an internship, or, you know, the daughter hooked uh, Elaine up with an internship. And so she's at this internship, and this, like, somebody told her, You are so much bigger than you even know. 
and like just from like being around her like she could tell and she's and Elaine says I didn't know what she meant or what prompted her to say that to me but it seemed like a good omen and it left me feeling sparkly like I had a good aura accompanying me on this trip and you know, have you ever had that feeling where it's like somebody compliments you and it, it like makes your whole day like it just sh- sh- completely shifts gears um yeah no I really I really like I said I was telling myself this earlier today and you know sometimes I get anxious about what's next for me like if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to in the present moment but I really I love that I don't know I'm reading this book about women being single and like the rise of them like an independent nation um all these mm-hmm. things like i really think that there are no expectations or that there shouldn't be for any person no matter if you're you know cisgendered or if you love the same sex or you know all these things that make it like i feel like everyone has like almost like a trope like we fit into this box and we kind of almost have this these expectations for what our lives are supposed to look like based on the person we think we are and I just I'm kind of over that I feel like I'm aging out (laughs) I'm opting out of of that (laughs) expectation and you know I'm just taking it one day at a time and like if something doesn't serve me I'm just not gonna do it anymore and I think that that is kind of like similar to this like there's a bigger purpose um you just you just like your job is just trusting to put one foot in front of the other keep living every day like to the like keep getting better and you'll end up in the right place so I think that where Elaine is in her life we're kind of in a similar age, you know, young adult age where you're starting to figure figure out who you are and because you're figuring out who you are, you're trying to also figure out where you're supposed to be going. And I think that that's like such a big question that everyone asks. They're always wanting to know like what, you know, what's next? <laughs> Yeah. What's next? Like, what's are the you point getting of married? Are, are yeah? Are, are you getting married? Are you getting back to school? Like, um, you know, they they want to know where you're headed, and ultimately, like, you don't have to know. You don't. You just need to keep living your life. Just live it. Just live it to just the live fullest. It. Yeah, Honestly. and it kind of reminded me of I'm trying audible right now to like when I go on my walks now that the weather is getting better uh, and I'm reading this book called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen and it's kind of it's basically like getting out of your head of your own anxieties pretty much and stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts which I have almost daily spirals um, which they've actually stopped now that I've been getting out of my own head and but they still happen from time to time so I could relate to this like you're always trying to figure out like what's next like that kind of is what feels my anxiety personally like I'm always anxious about like okay like what do I need to be doing what should I be doing have I done this what am I missing like constantly thinking of those things and like overthinking 
just different situations that it's really not that deep if I would just get out of my own head. So yeah, I could I could definitely like use the reminder that it's all divine and what is what'll be will be pretty much. I love that. Que sera sera. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll be back uh soon with the next chapter which samra do you, let me what is the next chapter what's it called let's see it's yeah. called chapter eight <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's called a different kind of white Ooh, i'm kind of ex- Ooh, i'm excited okay a spicy so, white we'll see a spicy white yeah i remember we'll i was telling you about next time. Time. <laughs> bye guys oh. <laughs> <laughs> bye y'all thank you for listening today we hope you enjoyed the episode please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at she will read to stay in the loop also be sure to send us listener letters fan mail or pr to our new p.o box 1725 gardendale alabama 35071 And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye. Bye!